Hey everybody! Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Sex Talk. I am your host, Sunny. I'm so excited to be here, per usual. You know how we do it. You know how we get down. It's season six. Wow, we've been doing this for six seasons. I I don't think it'll ever. I don't think I'll ever get used to the fact that I can say, like, I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast. It's community-based, community-oriented, and it is. And I and that I'm a sex educator, and I've been doing it for a few years, and we are six seasons into a ton of information and a ton of conversations, a ton of hard conversations, too. You feel me? Um, I... Uh, just want to welcome you all back to another episode and say thank you for being here and thank you for starting conversations and thank you for reaching out thank you for your support thank you for communicating and thank you for being great thank you for choosing to live today okay no one really talks about that too often um but that's not what today is about just yet uh <laughs> so like i said i'm sunny i'm your host i am 30 my pronouns are she her i'm queer black african-american slash nigga and my relationship to today's topic is that i'm a human i'm a human being that uh discovered attachment style theory I want to say back when I was 23. So how long ago was that? What's 10 minus 3? Seven years ago. And when I when I discovered attachment, um, th- attachment style theory, I was like, yo, whoa, this is insane. Um, but I like I love solution based theories. I love solution based information, solution based etc you know what i'm saying so not only um did i discover attachment style theory and then i took a, a an assessment and talked to you know um a therapist at the time i talked to them about it and i discovered that there's ways to improve your attachment style if you find that you don't really like the way that you attach yourself to different people places things and situations and all that fun stuff it's a lot of work but y'all know y'all 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 know how we y'all know how we get down at the sex talk if you don't know you're about to find out okay so any updates um yes season six episode two we're talking about attachment style theory um i'm in a rested state and i i am always in a rested state when i'm doing the sex talk sharing information and education and knowledge and growing for myself um you know what i'm saying so it feels good to be you know practicing this radical act of rest <laughs> in my black body my black fem fem big body if you want to support the sex talk please engage with our social media share our social media with your peers share our content um email us talk to us let us know how everything's going and um we will never reject the financial uh well it's, here's what I'm gonna say. If you wanna support the sex talk <laughs> financially, every dime goes right back into the podcast and, and the work that we're doing here at the sex talk. Um so I have Cash App and Venmo. It's E L L T E E S U N N I E. It was 
formerly the sex talk tv but i changed it so that it could be consistent across all lieutenant sunny and the sex talk um avenues and channels so it's, it's still coming to the same person however if you identify like hey this is a donation for the sex talk that will be dedicated to a separate set of tasks and things that need to be taken care of for the podcast and monetary monetary gifts allow us to grow and do cool things like one of my one of my dreams is to pay um my guests uh so if you didn't if you didn't know um all of my previous guests volunteered their time thank you so much because uh, those conversations are priceless and we're, we're experimenting, we're growing. And, um, I appreciate all the guests that have come donated their time. And to me, that shows a level of respect and a level of belief. You know, all of our previous guests believe in what we're doing here at the sex talk. And that means so much to me, the creator of the sex talk. So I'm going to take a quick bite of my sandwich. Because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we gonna get into this. So. Mm, I felt good. If you sat through me chewing that and you didn't fa- f- uh, fast forward, you a real one. <laughs> okay. Because my stomach growling. And I need to take care of my body, okay? So, anyway. Donate to the Sex Talks. Share our information. Keep keep an eye out for fun stuff. Uh, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're on Twitter, too. That's another update. Twitter is at the Sex Talk pod, P-O-D. So, we dropped the TV at P-O-D. We don't have the visual aspect as of right now. But you never know what happens in the future. So, keep in touch, okay? Now, let's get into this attachment style theory. Um, ooh, so we got, we got a lot to unpack and, uh, y'all know that at the sex talk, it's like, we, I believe that our non-sexual decisions and our non-sexual behaviors directly impact our sexual decisions and behaviors, our sexual attitudes and trends, the things that we're attracted to and what have you. And so, um, and I also believe that uh, sex is the nucleus of life and lifestyles, love styles, and and just, you know, the world in general. And it's the most neglected thing to talk about verbally. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the most neglected. There's a lot of things that's neglected to be addressed, but I just have a genuine passion to unpack sexual sexuality, sex, and everything surrounding it. And also, if you're a sex talker and you've been getting down with us for... Um, as long as we've been around, I want you to, I want you to practice saying penis, vagina, anus, breasts, titties, nipples, right? Um, sex, anal sex, oral sex, group sex, all, all this sex. But the idea is to normalize conversations about sex so that it's easier to talk about. And, um, we're not neglecting our bodies, our sexual, sexual uh, desires, um, sexuality, and all that fun. Well, yeah, all that fun stuff. <laughs> I just say that so often. I just throw it at the end of sentences, and sometimes it doesn't fit. So that's what that hesitation was. But think about it. If you've been a sex talker for a while, and you've heard me say over and over and over, 
hey, I want us to be in a place where we can say penis, vagina, anus, um, nipples, all the things that are on our body without hesitating. You know, see, see, see how far you've come. Cause I definitely, I definitely, I just throw it out there, but I, you know, I say it so much that, you know, but that's a part of the goal, right? Okay. So let's define attachment style. Okay. So John Bobley, Bobby, B-O-W-L-B-Y, psychologist and psychoanalyst. Proposed the attachment theory throughout the 1950s and the 1960s and made notable contributions to the, fu- to the field of psychotherapy for his work on attachment. Attachment styles refer to the particular way in which an individual relates to other people. The style of attachment is formed at the very beginning of life. Okay. Make a make a note right there. And once established, it is a style that stays with you and plays out today in how you relate in intimate relationships and how you parent your children. Okay. What do you think about that? Number one. And number two. We're going to get into it. <laughs> okay. So attachment is defined as a lasting psychological connectedness between human beings and may be considered interchangeable with concepts as such quote-unquote affectional bond and emotional bond okay both of which impact our sexual these these are my words now both of which those things affection and emotion do impact our sex life okay so what do you think about that stay with me okay a human being's first attachment is often established during infancy with the primary caregiver. Okay. However, it must be noted that attachment is not unique to infant caregiver relationships. Um, right. It's the both and, but may also be present present in other forms of social relationships. What do you think about that? I'll give you a second. Okay, we're going back in. Attachments of various kinds are formed through the repeated act of attachment behaviors or attachment transactions. A continuing process of seeking and maintaining a certain level of proximity to another specified individual. Insert title, okay? Familial, communal, uh, platonic, romantic, sexual, situational etc um also include but not limited to i want to throw that out there too because caregivers vary in their levels of sensitivity and responsiveness not all infants attach to caregivers in the same way these are facts okay we only deal with the facts of the sex <laughs> a little black and white and a little bit of grime Okay. Attachment styles are expectations people Ooh, excuse me. Attachment styles are expectations people develop about relationships with others based on the relationship they had with their primary caregiver when they were infants. Okay. So what do you think about that? I just before I move forward and before I begin to say what I'm about to say in response to these uh uh notes and facts and the definition of attachment style and all that good stuff. Um, I want to issue a trigger warning. 
I want to let you know, you do not have to sit through this podcast. Don't force yourself to sit through this podcast if it's bringing up thoughts and feelings um, in a way that you don't have uh, mental or emotional support right now. And that's why I I don't only encourage people to listen to the podcast with your friends um, just to have more listeners and to gain more followers. I genuinely mean that because... Um, something that I like to do with my peers is like we actively do things together, right? So if we watch a movie and the movie touches somebody in a certain way, we're going to process before we get into the next activity or before we leave. You know, like I'm, I, I surround myself with processors because I am a, I'm a processor. And if I don't verbally express certain things, I'm an, ex- I'm an external processor. And if I don't externally express um, what I can to my peers, or what you know just to get it out then i'll internalize and you know it'll get a little crazy if i just keep it on the inside that's what i've learned about myself and of course i have other avenues because not everybody has you know like we have different schedules or this that and the third so i built i built a certain level of coping skills to surround me and my attachment styles communication styles you know what i'm saying the way that i give and receive love and information blah 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 you know what I'm saying? So I said all that to say, if you don't, if you're not with somebody and uh, that you feel safe enough to talk to, and the, this conversation in particular is bringing up thoughts and feels that you need to express, and maybe your therapy session doesn't take place till next week, okay? Feel free to come back. This 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 episode ain't going nowhere. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to issue that trick around it. In addition to that. I'd like to point out that I think it's very um, I think it's very interesting that our attachment style is uh, it's like it's basically set. You know what I'm saying? It's set in certain ways by our caregivers or adults in our lives. The way the way that big people, you know, what I'm saying when we were when we were children, the the big people in our life, they set the tone on the way that we uh, interact with each other, ourselves, our bodies, our, you know, what I'm saying our peers. Uh, you know, how many times have you experienced maybe you had a friend whose parents were nice to them in front of other adults? And then maybe that group of people um, then began to treat that kid the way that their parent treated them, whether it was abusive or not. You get what I'm saying? Like it's influence. Right. Um, and these are things that we witness and we just take in and we move on with until we get older enough to process and we get our own space to process these things. You know what I'm saying? But it's real. So just imagine if you if your caregiver is the one that teaches you how to love yourself, your body, your brothers and sisters, or, or your siblings, your peers, your cousins, your family, whatever it is. And, and and they're not that great at it or maybe they're amazing at it. Just imagine how just imagine the pros of or cons of your caretaker behaving in a certain way with you and impacting your attachment style in a certain way and how that translates to sex let alone did that did your caregiver have a convert did you guys have the talk and 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 the thing about it is the talk is ongoing which is why we have this podcast so um by raising hands how many of us have healthy healthy uh you know healthy communication skills about sex with our parents right how often do we talk about sex contraceptives you know like oh this the this the my uh this what is it this substance is coming out of my private area you know etc etc what's insert insert genitalia right (laughs) 
<laughs> who do you talk to? You know what I'm saying? If it ain't your parents, who do you talk to? But it all impacts our attachment style. But, you know, I just wanted to take a minute and um, share my two cents about those things. And and I want to know what you think about that. Now, there are four attachment styles, right? And if I'm not mistaken, these uh, are not these include but are not limited to each individual attachment style. But also they can be intertwined. Right. Um, And we're going to get into that. So. Uh, and also at the end, I'm going to share a quiz, uh, a place where you could take a quiz, okay, to see what your attachment style are. They, like if you Google attachment style quiz in Google, free, you know, type in free for sure because some, some places will make you pay. Um, but you can get this information. You can take it as many as you want to. But also, I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna take the attachment style quiz, take it to uh, a trained mental health professional or somebody who can help you walk through these things and help you identify these things. You know, like um, don't don't do it all by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Community. Okay, so the first attachment style is secure attachment, right? So it refers to the ability to have secure, loving relationships with others. A securely attached person can trust others and be trusted, love and accept love. To get close to others with relative ease, they're not afraid of intimacy, nor do they feel panicked when their partners need time or space away from them. They're able to depend on others without becoming totally dependent. Okay, and then it says about 56% of adults have a secure attachment type. Okay, according to foundational attachment research by social psychologists Cindy Hazen and Philip Shaver in the 1980s. Now that was back in the 80s, so I wonder, I wonder if that number went up or down. You feel me? Um, but what's crazy about this is like I low key I'm not even finna flex when I first took when I first took this attachment style quiz I was like I envy the fact that people can actually exist and have secure attachment styles I envy that shit you know I want to say uh one of one of the people that shared their uh one of the people that shared their results with me I'm not gonna lie I envied it a bit because it's like what but the environment also there they they were a different race of a person um and the reason why i don't want to throw race into this conversation there's i'll talk about it later because i don't want i don't want people to think i don't want people to think that only certain races of people can have secure attachments and certain races can't um but they were a different race of person and uh, it just so happened that this person in particular had an upbringing where they grew up with the same uh, group of people for a very long time. Um, you know, like they they the people the people they went to grade school with, they transitioned over to high school with. Right. And they did. They, they grew up in a small town and like where everybody knew everybody where, where there's pros and cons to that. But the majority of their attachment style was uh, secure. And I envied that a bit, you know. Now, mind you, that wasn't really my case. And um, my my secure attachment was, uh, it has improved in the last five years. Um, and I've checked multiple times. I'm like, I'm working on myself and I'm checking back on this quiz. 
but I, but the idea, I realized that because of the, because of intimacy and get, gaining trust and um, giving trust with relative ease and these long-term loving relationships that, you know, I didn't have in my life. That's why my, my attachment wasn't as secure. So that's something that I put, that's one of my foundational values is doing the hard work with people for longevity, long-term relationships, because I do want to have a secure attachment um, style. I want that to be majority of my style, right? Um, so what do you think about that? Do you think that when, it, when I first did it, I want to say that my attachment style, my secure attachment percentage out of 100 was uh, in, in his 40s. In 47, I think it was 47-ish. Um but now it's a little past the 50s and stuff like that so we're we're working on it so i'm living proof that it can change okay if you work at it so don't be discouraged don't be discouraged <laughs> all right let's get into it anxious attachment so anxious attachment style is a form before we get into anxious attachment style, I just want to say that this secure attachment, secure intimacy, secure um, relationships and sexual partners. Okay. I just want to name that before we move on because we'll come back. But I just want us to remember why we're here. Okay. So an anxious attachment style is a form of insecure attachment style marked by a deep fear of abandonment. Anxiously attached to uh, anxiously attached people tend to be very insecure about their relationships, often worrying that their partner will leave them and thus always hung hungry for validation. Anxious attachment is associated with neediness or clingy behavior. I'm not going to lie to y'all. In my early 20s, I used to think it was cute to tell people I was clingy. <laughs> You know, I just want to I just want to send some love to younger Sonny and let you know you did what you could with what you had. Um, and we're better now. We worked at it. OK, and I'm, I'm proud of you. You made it. You survived. And now we're thriving. OK. Um, just wanted to send myself some love real quick. But, yeah, I used to think that that was a flex like, mm, yeah, I'm clingy. I would tell my, you know romantic partners or love interest yeah i'm clean i'm a clingy girlfriend and there would be people who were like yeah i like my girlfriend clingy i like me a clingy girl no she's not it's a setup okay okay so let's get back into it such as getting very anxious when your partner doesn't text back fast enough or and constantly feeling like your partner doesn't care enough about you anxious attachment style is also known as anxious preoccupied attachment and it generally aligns with the anxious ambivalent attachment style or anxious resistant attachment style observed among children some 19 percent of adults have uh anxious attachment type according to hazen and shaver's research back in the 80s okay that was back in the 80s now here's what i want to say about an anxious attachment style. Um, you got some people in the world who are saying like, uh, you got like, uh, I heard, I heard a few different of my peers in the past say like, yeah, 
doctors feel like anxiety is becoming more common because people, their patients are talking about it more and this, that, and the third and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that anxiety is becoming more common now. I think that we have a collective consciousness and we're collectively waking up as a society and and having the verbiage and the bravery to address our mental state and our mental health um, with our uh, care physicians, you know, physicians and shit, the doctors and shit. Niggas been anxious, okay? Okay. So with that being said, oh my goodness, okay. With that being said, um, anxiety is a real thing. Me personally, I was I was diagnosed with anxiety. As I had separation, I had separate. I was diagnosed with separation anxiety when I was a wee tyke, and uh, there's a lot of different reasons why I had uh, was diagnosed. Like underlying reasons due to you know environment circumstance. Society, blah 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 blah, um, and all that, all that stuff. I'm not gonna say fun stuff because it wasn't fun, but I, I, I preface this by you know bringing this up by saying like, anxiety is very common. Having an anxious attachment to people is very common, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to say especially now. I just want to say just generally. And collectively, we're talking about it more. There's more There's more billboards. There's more ads on buses when you're driving down the street. There's more um, mental health conversations and ads and, and, and all the things. Like, people are really talking about it mainstream. You, you scroll on TikTok, there's a TikTok ad for better help, you know. And then, you know, then you got organizations out here who are throwing, like I said, they're throwing free therapy at black and brown people, especially after the heinous and disgusting and gruesome murder of our dear brother, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor, okay? Breonna Taylor. Um, Now, those are one, those are two out of hundreds and thousands and millions of black and brown people who have been uh, slain due to police brutality. But I'm I'm saying all this to say, and I'm I'm adding this together that it's a collective consciousness that we're dealing with here. So if you identify with anxious attachment style and you feel like you're clinging, you feel needy. Uh, look at your history. Look at your identity. The reason why I say, excuse me, every episode, every episode that I start with, um, I want to say, I yeah. Every episode, I say my name, my age, my ethnicity, my pronouns, and, well, you know, my race, my race slash ethnicity, because that's a whole other conversation. And my relationship to the topic, the reason why I identify the labels and the layers of my identity is because those intersections play a huge role into who I am. The reason why I didn't want to bring up race earlier is because I don't want black and brown people to listen to me and think that because um, because I have a certain attachment style and I'm a black person that all black people are anxious and we're, we, we have insecure attachments. That's not true. That's not true. There are black people and brown people in this world that have secure attachment styles, healthy attachment styles to their people. And there's it's, it's not as it's not as like mainstream media 
okay because our trauma sells right our trauma is what's mainstream media you know so you we, we gotta we gotta we gotta have the world thinking and of course we ha- we the the world gotta have us thinking that we're just so broken and destitute as a group of people but really we're very resilient and organized and focused people that have a lot up against us so that's why I didn't want to bring race into it. I want to I want to let everybody know that I believe that regardless of what what race you are and whatever attachment style you got, if you want to improve it, it takes work. However, it can be improved and you can have a secure attachment style. Yes, our labels and our of our identity in our intersections play a role in the lack of secure attachment style, but we can change that. We can disrupt that in a in a positive way, okay? Um, so yes, and do all this relates to sex. If you're anxious attachment, you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't have the best relationship with the people with yourself, your body and the people around you, then you might, you might use sex or abuse sex to connect or punish somebody to stay around. You know, these are the, these are the reality of things. You know what I'm saying? You might use it as a ticket, you know, like maybe you, maybe you feel like that's your entry to the. Maybe you using sex is an entry to the relationship and secure attachment that you want, but maybe you don't have that information, that knowledge. Maybe you don't have that collective understanding of people around you. And that's why I always talk about ecosystem is because we're, you know, like if this is why it's hard to deconstruct things like Christianity or anti-racism, do anti-racism work is because you, you will your the relationships around you will change right and so three years ago for me um I wanted more you know th- th- well three about three years ago uh that's when I was doing another round of cutoffs cutting off people in my life uh who weren't really fulfilling me and taking you know not not taking me where I wanted to go but like inspiring me to get stay motivated and you know our our goals didn't really align and all these things I was doing some inventory in these relationships and uh there was times where I'm like hey let's work on this and and blah 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 a year from then I I reevaluated and saw like hey nothing really changed and and that's okay and we're gonna go our separate ways because I need a specific type of person in my life right now making those decisions were bold right making those decisions were not easy making those decisions were very difficult but making those decisions is what helped me improve my mental health today so shout out to baby sunny I, I love you and I appreciate you um but I, I I'm saying all this to say it's collective you know what I'm saying boogie woogie woogie and so we talk about sexual attitudes and sexual politics and sexual relationships you might have a situationship you might have a relationship you might have a sexual partner you might have a romantic partner maybe you guys can do this deconstructing and reconstructing work together or maybe it might be time to to go your separate ways you know what i'm saying that's why we talk about sexual attitudes in our friend groups you might be interested in going the road less traveled, maybe a, a healthier route, maybe a route that's just, you know, not as mainstream as your peers. And who knows, maybe you can still have those relationships with those people, but maybe you don't talk about sex no more because your morals and values and ideas don't align anymore. Your sexual attitudes and politics don't align anymore. And that's okay.
But what do you think about that? What are you going to do about that? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do to improve your attachment style? Let me know. I I genuinely want to know. Okay. Now, let's get into the avoidant uh, attachment style. I just want to check in and encourage folks to take a deep breath because it's a lot to listen to. Shit, it's a lot to say. Shit, I'm, I'm, I'm the one saying it. <laughs> I'm also having fun. Um, but yeah, I just want to know what y'all think about that. How you feel about that? What you, what you feeling? Are you breathing? Are you good? You good? Okay. Just want to check in on you. <laughs> and thank you for being here. Now, avoiding attachment style is a form of insecure attachment style marked by fear of intimacy. Okay. Shameless plug. Fear of intimacy reminds me of our non-sexual intimacy conversation that we talked about, which a lot of y'all listen to. Like when I when I posted when I posted that episode, the numbers went up fast and that spoke volumes to me, which I want to let y'all know I'm paying attention. Whether whether we speak or not, whether you communicate with me or not, it's gonna show in the analytics what you're interested in. And the fact that non-sexual inti- non-sexual intimacy and our oral sex conversation are two of the most uh, streamed conversations, which lets me know that our sex talkers, our community, there's something we're craving. There's something we're want- we want to know more about. There's something that we want to talk more about. And so I want to. I definitely want to let y'all know I see that, and I, I want to lean into that. But intimacy. And it's, it's, it's complexities and simplicities is something really important. So avoidant attachment style is a fear, the form of insecure attachment style made by a fear of intimacy. And intimacy is very scary, okay? It can be, but we can build a relationship with it, right? Um, side note, side note, I can't help but just share this. So, you know, on movies, when they have them, you know, they have those spicy sex scenes with two actors and, you know, they might they might be making out. They might be doing this and that, blah, blah, blah. And they might be acting like they're having sex and stuff like that. When I did my green. So I did a green room fellowship at the Orway Center for Performing Arts and shout out to Tiffany Cooper. She uh, was our wellness and business coach and stuff like that. And she talked about intimacy coordinators who are on movie sets and commercial sets and all that. There's intimacy coordinators because it takes work to have organic intimacy with somebody that you might not know on a scene. So I just want to put that out there. Like, it's work. It, intimacy might sound scary, and, and it's not when you build a good relationship with it. And sometimes you might need a mediator or a coordinator. You know what I'm saying? A third party. Yeah. Okay. So, and and this is a standard that I would expect all of our poly and non-ethical I mean, excuse me, ethical non-monogamy people to have under wraps. But we're going to get into that in the next episode. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, um, people with avoidant attachment style tend to have trouble getting close to others or trusting others in relationships. And relationships can make them feel suffocated. They typically maintain some distance from their partners or are largely emotionally unavailable in their relationships preferring to be independent and rely on themselves. Damn, that just read me. Avoided attachment is also known as dismissive avoidant attachment, and it generally aligns with the anxious avoidant attachment style observed among children. 
some 20 some 25 percent of adults have the avoidant attachment type according to Hazlin and shaver back in the 80s okay um you know what y'all this is why the sex talk is so important is because i wrote these motherfucking notes okay and i've done these motherfucking quizzes but i'm gonna call myself out right now and i'm gonna let you know and i need y'all to hold me accountable the avoided attachment percentage within my uh assessment i didn't pay that much attention to it i'm like it's small anyway it's smaller than the you know it's smaller than the other percentages but it's still there right i was more focused on the secure attachment however that sounds very identical to previous relationships i've been in i told i told my uh the last person i dated i told i told her i was like i don't want to feel suffocated I kept saying that. Don't want to feel suffocated. Anytime I ever felt suffocated, I'm like, let's take a break. Let's take distance. Let's take it. Let's take a few days. We don't got to talk every day. Now, was I perfect? No. Was she perfect? No. Was the relationship perfect? No. But I do want to hold myself accountable and say that I could have been, I damn sure I could have been avoiding over a lot of shit because it just felt literally suffocated. Can you relate? i talked a lot about freedom. Which, uh, you know, which definitely, um, I definitely addressed some mommy issues that I had in that situation as well. So, yeah, we're going to keep trucking. Um, what do you think about that? Okay. Okay. Avoiding attachment style. I might have to lean into that this year. Uh, and then we got fearful avoiding attachment, also known as disorganized. Okay. Fearful avoiding attachment style is a combination of both. The anxious and avoidant attachment styles. People with fearful avoidant attachment both desperately crave affection and want to avoid it at all costs. Wow. That's that that didn't read me, but it reminded me of some some situations. Uh they're reluctant to develop a close romantic relationship, yet at the same time, they have a dire need to feel loved by others. Jesus. Fearful avoid fearful avoidant. Attachment is also known as disorganized attachment, and it's relatively rare and not well-researched. But we do know it's associated with significant psychological and relational risks, including heightened sexual behavior and increased risks of violence in their relationships and difficulty regulating emotions in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good information. Um, and I want to let y'all know that that Jesus did not come out in a judgmental way. It just, it, it came out in a validating way. Um, because it reminds me of some situations I've been involved in, some people I've been involved with. And yeah, it makes me think of uh, domestic violent relationships as well. And, uh, you know, just violent relationships that, you know, escalate. I, you know, like my theory about domestic violence is is definitely rooted in sexual behavior and sexual um, desires and all everything like sex being the nucleus. And I do plan on having some um, survivors of domestic violence to come and talk more about it. Uh, but I, I, I think that this this explanation of fearful avoidant attachment style also known as disorganized plays a huge role in those attachment styles and those relationships um that get 
really hot to the point where it's, you know, it, it can get real violent and um, deadly as well. Um, and so that's, you know, that's really validating in a, lo- in a lot of terms. It also helps me have compassion and understanding uh, for these type of attachment styles as well. And this is why I believe information is key. It's so important to know who, what, when, where, why, who you're dealing with, what you're dealing with, and have information and language to communicate these things and boundaries to know what you will and won't tolerate and what's healthy and what's not. You know what I'm saying? So we're here to talk about these things. What do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Okay. Attachment styles play a role in the way we approach and experience sex. While secure attachment is associated with a fulfilling sex life, insecure attachment styles slash anxious slash preoccupied, dismissive slash avoided and disorganized have been linked to less satisfaction and more casual sex and intimate relationships. And with that being said, I think, you know, like the, the, all the other explanations other than secure attachment make me think heavily of hookup culture. It reminds me of that, you know, I want intimacy, but keep it at arm's length or keep it at, you know what I'm saying, a yard's length. Like, I'll, I'll touch you, but I won't let you into my heart. I'll talk to you, but I won't let you into my mind. You know what I'm saying? Intimacy is sexual and non-sexual. It's holistic, you know, and I think like when we when we can't make it clear what we want, you know, it's hard to it's hard to get what we want. We, when we can't receive what we want, you know, we don't have the tools and coping skills to do. Cause let me explain something. There's been times I was actually recently talking. I want to say I was talking to my sister about it. And I told her, I was like, there was a time in my life where I couldn't compute love. I couldn't, somebody was loving me and I couldn't compute it. And it was like, it was kind of like, I felt like a frozen computer. Because I was like, what you, I, I feel like what you're saying to me is what I want to, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I want. But because I hadn't re- arrived at that place in a, in a more like consistent fashion or a more secure fashion or more normal, like it wasn't a normality, right? I couldn't compute it. And so, um, I didn't, I didn't reject it. I just took time away from it because the person that was loving me, I didn't want to, I, I had enough self-awareness to know that if I speak or if I respond or if I react right now, I'm going to taint our relationship with my behavior. And so I took a few steps back um, and reevaluated what I had going on. And so, yeah, you know, it's like we, we want these things. We, we desire these things and our internal self is telling us these things, but we have a lot of interference interference meaning trauma or uh, like negative self-talk maybe negative programming from society or our uh i was about to say something mean i was about to say something mean okay but i caught myself good job good job shani okay maybe we have interference from people in our lives family friends of our past who were not so nice about their opinions and how they felt about us and all those things so (laughs) with that being said what do you think about that um 
I think that's that's very good. That's very good understanding. Like, you know, it's like we might not have what we want yet, but at least we have information by doing things like this, having conversations like this. We have information and you know, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, I'm literally processing while I'm talking. Um, I'm thinking about some people. I'm thinking about some people from my immediate uh my immediate past and even my past, like, you know, like my past, like, you know. I'll probably never see or speak to these people again, but just sending them love and empathy and compassion because we did what we could at that time and healing, healing is something special, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, just offering that, offering that sentiment, offering that love and sending it to them and hoping that it gets to them when it needs to. And, you know, Hey, if they know, they know if they don't, they don't. So what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Are you, are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you are you avoided? Do you feel, do you feel disorganized about this conversation? Is it bringing some stuff up? Because if it is, that's okay. And if you need to talk to somebody, Google's your best friend, find your resources in your community. Okay. Search somebody up and talk to somebody, call your therapist, call your, your TT, your God mama, your best friend, call somebody and talk about it. Uh, but like I said, there is there is a way there is a way to improve these things so here's what i'm gonna do because this conversation is so good i'm gonna put up i'm gonna put a i'm gonna put a, a pin in it i planned on finishing this conversation all the way through but i want to give people some some time to think this through and then come back to the next episode when you're ready so we're gonna get into we're gonna get into sexual attachment styles next week next sunday okay and then from there we're going to uh you know take it a step further and dive deep so take this one in take this conversation in process the next week if you come back or these podcasts ain't going nowhere like i said they ain't going nowhere and when you come back part two will be available for you and you'll be able to you know have a have a fresh mind and take uh you know take everything in so um next week we're gonna get into um sexual attachment styles and how to improve your attachment style like i've been talking about this whole time but we're gonna uh, dive a step deeper i want to say thank you so much for uh tuning in thank you so much for being here thank you for so so much for being great and um i just uh ask that you continue to support the space and uh, considering investing in the sex talk it doesn't just improve what I have going on, it improves the value of what I get to share in the community that we're building. Okay, so comment, like, share, subscribe, do all the things and connect with us. Feel free to shoot us an email at thesextalktv at gmail.com. That's the only TV I couldn't change. You know what I'm saying? So thesextalktv at gmail.com. Send us an email. Also, uh, our cash app in Venmo is E-L-L-T-E-E-S-U-N-N-I-E. Uh, for monetary gifts and if you don't have cash app or venmo and you want to go a different route reach out send an email instagram whatever um we're here we're queer get used to it (laughs) okay i'll talk to y'all later bye